Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Well, you have got to be kidding me. This is Steve Z. Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250. I can't believe what I've heard. I wanted to report on this this morning, but it's been a very, very busy day. The Biden administration is now backtracking on something they did yesterday, which was to say, we wish to promote racial equity by giving crack pipes to people in underserved communities. Now, if you don't know what underserved communities means, it's a dog whistle buzzword for black neighborhoods, poor inner city neighborhoods, predominantly black areas of urban centers. Underserved. And I've talked about the word underserved on this program multiple times. No one should be served. No one should be served. Not overserved, not underserved, not served, period. Human beings are animals. We are mammals. It is our job to be as self-sufficient as the raccoon out there in the woods. We have to find a way to eat, to be sheltered, to reproduce, and to do no harm to our fellow animals, our fellow mammals, our fellow human beings. But in this country, under this regime's leadership, we have identified groups of lazy, good-for-nothing, useless takers who do nothing but take from the system. They contribute nothing. They don't work in a meaningful job. They don't contribute to the tax base. They don't contribute to the economy. They steal from hardworking people. District attorneys give them a pass, let them out of jail with no bail or very little bail at all, drop the charges, reduce the charges, and let these criminal takers go out and commit more and more crimes. I mentioned today on the Truth Hurts program earlier edition, there was a carjacking in New Orleans of a white woman, a real estate agent, at the Costco gasoline station. Costco Warehouse Club Gasoline Islands, a 13% AA hyphenated American criminal thug animal with a reputation and a criminal record that dated back to his juvenile days and on into his young adult days, he decided, I don't work for a living. I get welfare. I get food stamps. I get Social Security. I get all the benefits. I get all the freebies. I live in a Section 8 house with some woman. I don't works, I don't contribute, I don't pay his taxes, but I sure do's like this lady car. So I'm going to take this lady car, and if she put up a fight, I'm going to drag her ass across the parking lot, and I'm going to mess her up. After all, I got away with it just two weeks prior. I tried to be done carjack this dude, and they arrested me, and then the DA didn't even press charges. You know why? He said I come from an underserved community. I come from a disadvantaged neighborhood. I have a bad socially economic background. I'm an uneducated criminal. And he don't want to see no more black men in jail, so he let me out. 
And I went ahead on, waited a week or two, get my little carjacking legs back ready to go. And I've been on carjack this white real estate lady in the Costco parking lot. Now what the DA didn't know was the same criminal thug animal had killed in cold blood a young teenage boy, 12 or 14 years old, on January 3rd, murdered in cold blood, another African American, 13% hyphenated minority. A young kid, a kid in school, who either had his future ahead of him or was headed for his own little life of crime. After all, it is the inner city of New Orleans, underserved community. The Biden administration made a commitment through the Department of Health and Human Services, you know, that agency that has at one of its lead positions, Dr. Richard Levine, a man, a male with penis intact, beans and franks in place, but he grew long hair and he's a fat guy. So he, I don't know if he had breast implants or just man boobs. He decided to transgender, transition to be a woman, calls himself Dr. Rachel Levine, and Biden's like, hey, we need us a transgender in a position in the Biden administration. So they promoted this clown, this wannabe woman, a person who failed miserably as a man, and now has decided to embrace the other side. His kids and his wife, ex-wife, claim to support him in his decision. Sick, aberrant, twisted lifestyle. And now those in the Department of Health and Hospitals are violating federal law, which says drug use is illegal. And felony drug use of things like heroin, crack cocaine, fentanyl, and other mind-altering chemicals. You can't smoke a joint if you work for the federal government. If you're a postal worker or you work for FEMA or you work for the Department of Transportation, you can't smoke a doobie. But oh my God, my friends, if you're a crackhead, if you're a heroin addict, a druggie, the United States government, through Joe Biden and his executive order, has now said he wants racial equality, racial equity in the form of providing free crack pipes, smoking kits, they're calling them. So that the crack addicts, the heroin users, the fentanyl users, the cocaine heads won't have to worry about cutting their lip on a broken crack pipe. Now, in addition to this debacle, the Biden administration right now is not complaining at all about China's censorship of the media about their total control of every word, every photograph, every syllable that comes out of the mainstream news media. The folks at NBC are already under fire. People are out there protesting by the hundreds at NBC headquarters because of the mistreatment of the Muslim Uyghur population in China that is being not only persecuted verbally, but physically tortured, demonized, castigated. And NBC continues to go ahead and push the Olympics. Why? Because, well, they have advertisers that are pushing biracial commercials and homosexual ads on TV and all the other things we've talked about here on the Truth Hurts program. Hey, doesn't matter to me. I'm not watching the Olympics anyway. 
We'll be back. And then I would no longer be paying taxes. Oh, well. The double standard, the hypocrisy, the ridiculousness of the Biden administration is being defended by little red circle back girl, Jen Psaki. She says what Biden is doing is helping to bring equity to underserved, racially marginalized areas of our inner cities. In other words, he's providing free crack pipes to the black folks in the inner cities. Those of you rednecks out there in West Virginia, Northern Alabama, over there in Southern Mississippi, down in the middle of Florida, you white crackheads, you white drug users, abusers, you heroin addicts, you're going to have to find a way to buy your own crack pipes. Because if he gives crack pipes to you white drug addicts, that does nothing for equity in our country. What Biden is actually doing in his mind is stimulating the economy by providing crack pipes to black neighborhoods. Think about that, my friends. It is the truth. Sometimes, unfortunately, the truth hurts. We'll be back. More stupid noises. My apologies. The Biden administration is paying for drug paraphernalia that if I got stopped right now driving my taxed, registered, properly licensed F-250 down the highway, and one of those crack pipes was found in the back seat of my truck. By the way, you'll never find one in my truck. That thing that looks like a crack pipe is actually a glass slide for slide guitar. For slide guitar, folks. Not a crack pipe. It's a little too wide. But anyway... If I were to get stopped and find one of those, the cops find one of those Biden paid for crack pipes or needles or other drug paraphernalia, I would go to jail. I would lose my job. I will say that in addition to the crack pipe giveaway program, which is racially motivated, because, you know, you always hear these television interviews, these news shows where they say that crack is a black issue because black people can't afford powder cocaine like Hunter Biden. Crack is the drug of choice in the hood, in the inner city, in the ghetto. That's right, folks. Giving crack pipes to black people is like saying you're not good enough to go out and buy your own crack pipe. So we're going to give you crack pipe welfare. Now let me switch gears for just a moment. We're going to talk about illegal immigration, which everybody knows is happening, but nobody wants to do anything about it, at least no one in big government, because they're importing new Democrat voters. Not just one, not just 10, not 100, not 1,000, not 10,000, not 100,000. But since Joe Biden put his feeble fingers upon the Bible, and swore to protect, defend, and uphold the Constitution of the United States, including all of its laws, including its immigration laws, over 1.8 million illegal immigrants have been caught by a border patrol and an ICE and an Immigrations and Customs Enforcement Group, a 
you name it, Customs and Border Protection, all of those people tasked with the responsibility of stopping, detaining, and deporting illegal, trespassing, law-breaking criminal aliens at our southern border. Those people's hands are tied. They're told, look the other way. And for those that you catch, just listen to their sob story, then put them on a nice air-conditioned or heated bus or a nice airplane and send them to some city that needs to grow its democratic voter, democratic voter population. We're running a little low on Democrat voters in Dallas. So let's ship a bunch of illegal immigrants to Dallas. Have a little hurricane like Ida goes down, tears up Louisiana. We'll ship a bunch of them. El techo reparador. Fix it a roofie. Fix it a roofie. We'll ship a bunch of the illegal immigrants that came across the border unlawfully. We'll ship them to South Louisiana. They can blend right into a roofing crew. Then we can say we're helping the local economy. All while we put local, regular, black-owned roofing companies out of business. White-owned roofing companies out of business. Because, let's face it, the illegal, invading, trespassing, criminal, immigrant aliens will do that roof cheaper. We fixy, we fixy. Five hundred dollar. The other man want two thousand. I do for five hundred. That's what's going on, my friends. Biden is allowing our country to be invaded by a two million man army. And if they violated our most sacred laws, our border laws, our immigration laws, what's going to stop them? Because now they are officially criminals. They committed the crime of trespassing into the United States, of invading. What's going to stop them from illegally obtaining guns and committing real violent crimes? We see them constantly on the news. So-and-so, such-and-such, Mexican immigrant, Guatemalan immigrant, Honduran immigrant, Colombian immigrant, booked on murder or rape or carjacking. Happens all the time. And it happens more and more in larger cities than it does way out there in the country because country boy will survive. Country boy will be well-armed and protect his property. Those city folks who cried, please defund the police. Please take the evil police away. Every cop gets up in the morning and straps on his badge and gun and says, I'm going on a hunt for black people. I want to kill me some black people because I'm a policeman. Get rid of these evil police. And now when Julio or Juan or Guavara or Jimenez or whomever decides to come in and rob you, rape your daughter, steal your car. It's okay. Biden says it's okay we come in here. He's rolling out the red carpet. Biden says it's okay. We don't care about the black people neither. To us, the only life that matters, Hispanic life matters. We're going to come, we're going to take a job, we're going to take the money, we're going to be a burden on the economy. Yeah, we're going to still find a way to get the government benefit that Biden promised to us. 
Meanwhile, we, the people, the hardworking, tax-paying citizens of the country, have to deal with the aftermath of Joe Biden's free crack pipe policy, his unfettered, unregulated, roll-out-the-red-carpet-welcome-mat policy. It's quite all right. You don't need to worry, my friends. Uncle Joe will take care of you. The government will take care of you. That's the truth. Just ask him. And for the rest of America, the truth hurts. I was talking about the illegal immigrants invading our nation like a standing two million man army. All right, enough of that. I want to switch gears for a moment. We have become such a ridiculously dependent society upon computers and technology that the basics, the very basics of a lot of our existence is now predicated upon some computer software program telling us this, that, and the other before they can answer a simple question. I noticed the right front turn signal was blinking very fast on the old F-250. That told me one thing from my years of experience knowing about automotive electrical systems and having been an ASE certified technician way back in the Pep Boys days. That was a requirement to be a service manager. You had to become an ASE certified technician. Now listen, I took the classes. I got the ASE certifications that proud patch you wear on your sleeve that says you are a certified automotive technician. I got it. Got the certification. But guess what? I can't fix breakfast. I'm not a mechanic. I don't have those abilities. I, um, sorry. Wow, beautiful car. I uh, noted by the fast blinking of the right front turn signal and the normal blinking of the left front turn signal that I must indeed have a right rear turn signal bulb that is burned out. It's the only logical explanation. So I walked around the back of the truck and sure enough, no blinky, no looming, no light blinky. So I went over to the auto zone. The guy ahead of me in line astonished me. He too was looking for a brake light and turn signal bulb for his Chevrolet truck. He asked the guy behind the counter, which light bulb do I need for my Chevrolet truck? And I listened intently while the counter service person said, okay, let me ask you a few questions. What is the year, the make, and the model of your Chevrolet truck? And then he asked him if it was an automatic or manual transmission, as if that would ever have anything to do whatsoever with the light bulb necessary for replacing the brake light or turn signal bulb. Then he asked him if he had air conditioning. He asked him if he had air conditioning. This is South Louisiana, my friends. If you don't have air conditioning, you've got a freak truck or you bought it way, way up north. Pretty much everybody has air conditioning. Yep, that's a fact. Then he asked him a few other questions that really made no sense at all. No, Bixby, I don't care that you can remember where I parked my vehicle. It's my driveway. 
Every time I get out of the truck and turn it off, the phone asks me if I would like it to remember where I parked the truck. I'm getting old, my friends, but I don't need Bixby to remind me that my truck is in my own driveway. How ridiculous is our technology becoming? Truthfully, how ridiculous. Anyhow, after asking this man a series of questions, he finally pointed him to the light bulbs, to the automotive light bulb section, and then told him the number, 3057. Now, I'd already bought my light bulb, paid for it, and was heading out to the parking lot to replace it. The guy walked back in and says, by the way, do you know what size the bolt is to change out my light bulb? The guy behind the counter tilted his head like a dog that had just heard a weird sound for the first time ever and said, no, sir, but we can sure go outside and try and look for it. What does this world come to? This is the Truth Hurts Program. And when we get back into the studio a little later, I'll try and put a more coherent show together. I will tell you that one of the things that was pointed out to me while I was standing there in the auto zone was a guy talking about his vehicle having all kinds of problems and not being able to get parts. And the guy from AutoZone said, well, we've got pretty much everything you need for normal maintenance. Brake pads, oil filters, belts, hoses, light bulbs, antifreeze, motor oil, and things of that nature. He said, alternators seem to suddenly be in short supply. And he asked me if my truck was a diesel. I told him yes. Not that that had anything at all to do with why I was there. But he told me I might want to start stocking up on some of the DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, because they're hearing rumblings that there might be shortages coming down the pike here in the United States, just like there are in other countries right now. Anyhow, then another guy in the store started talking about Joe Biden is getting ready to put in hundreds, if not thousands, of electric vehicle charging stations along the United States highway system. When I got back to the house, I turned on the television just in time to see that there was a a news article about Biden and his proposed electric vehicle charging station infrastructure plan. Not a single charging station planned for the state of Mississippi. Not one. The map was drawn with dark green, meaning areas of heavy concentration. And strangely enough, every one of those cities was a Democrat-run city or a Democrat state. I was amazed. Denver, Atlanta, all of these, Philadelphia, um, Chicago, Boston, New York, all these liberal strongholds are going to get hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of infrastructure money to put in electric charging stations. But those poor folk down Mississippi, I guess they don't deserve none. I guess they never going to embrace that electric technology anyway. So why waste some charging stations on them? If you look at this from a non-conspiracy theory standpoint, 
They are trying desperately, the Democrats, the environmental tree-hugging crowd, the wacko progressive AOC Green New Deal liberals. They're trying desperately to cripple the gasoline car industry and the petrochemical industry as a whole. How do you do that? Well, you make someone like me driving the old F-250 have to pay four, five bucks a gallon for diesel fuel. And you give away, for free, electricity at roadside charging stations. After all, Joe Biden says, well, there's a gas station on every corner. There should be an electric vehicle station on every corner as well. The difference is I have to pay for my diesel. You have to pay for your gasoline. But the government's going to give away the electricity to entice people to buy electric cars. Now, I don't know if you recall, back in the day, I talked on the Truth Hurts program about streetcars in New Orleans. Streetcars used to run up and down the medians, the neutral grounds, as they call them in New Orleans. Streetcars ran to every neighborhood in the city. And then some geniuses with Standard Oil, you know, the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, and General Motors and Exxon, well, Standard Oil became Exxon, they all got together and said, hey, let's build some buses and give them to the city of New Orleans. The first ones are on us. Here are some brand new buses. They don't run on electricity like the streetcars did at that time. And they were a hell of a lot more expensive to maintain. Tires, oil changes, all of those things. And I know I sound hypocritical because I was supporting the streetcars, which ran on electricity back then. And by the way, those electric streetcars ran from electric generating stations that used oil, natural gas, coal. So, any way you look at it, the electricity for these new charging stations is going to be coming from oil, from natural gas, from coal. It's not going to be charged from a windmill out back of the charging station. The electric charging station for these vehicles is not going to be charged by a solar farm or a wind farm. It's going to be charged from electricity from the grid, which relies primarily on oil, coal, natural gas. Don't let them make you think they're doing something for you. Follow the money, my friends. See who in politics has stock in all of these companies that will be suddenly building these electric vehicle charging stations. Hey, that's all the time I have today. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll see you back in the studio on our next program. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.